You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. It's Halloween movie month here on Babies Revisited. Red Rob! Red Rob! Red Rob! And now your hosts, Trey Harris and Daniel Sant'Angelo. <laughs> Stop! You creature of the night! Who are you who interrupts my nightly feeding? I am Peter Vincent Vampire Killer! And we are Trey Harris and Daniel Sanangelo and our vampire slaying producer Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. And we are ATs Revisited! Some new trumpets or something could sound. <laughs> yes, but we're back, everybody. Our second movie in our Halloween horror hoedown. That was alliteration. I earned you a good bit of points on that Scattergories game. Oh, that would. We need to play that again. That was fun. But anyway, <laughs> and speaking of which, I should have added Peter Vincent to my League of Extraordinary Vampire Hunters last week. Totally. Very, very true. Totally slipped my mind. Well, we didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> that's true. That, that's that's probably why I didn't say it. That's exactly why I didn't say it, actually. Yeah. I don't think that. I know that, because that's why I didn't do it. But anyway, everybody, of course, we're talking about Fright Night, part two, in a sense, of a mini-marathon of vampire movies, since last week we did The Lost Boys, and now this week it's Fright Night. A vampire twofer, if you will. Uh, it was released August 2nd, 1985, IMDb 6.9, 93% with the critics on Rotten Tomato, 71% with the audience. Wow. Budget, $9 million estimated, which... I think with all the special effects in this film, to me, that seems a little low. I would have guessed 15 or so. Uh, opening, 6.1. Domestic gross, 24.9. So definitely made its money back, but didn't. it wasn't a blockbuster, per se. Yeah. Uh, Did it say rentals in any way? I uh, couldn't find any information like that. Or worldwide gross, again. I scoured the internet and could not find any. Uh, it was directed and written by Tom Holland, who also did another classic horror movie from the 80s, which we're not, we will not be covering this year. I'll give you that hint now, but we will probably do it next year, in the form of a little doll called Chucky. Of course, I'm talking mm-hmm. about Child's Play. Uh, he also mm-hmm. did two Stephen King adaptations, one being Thinner and also the TV television movie The Langoliers, which ended really stupidly. For a TV series, you know, well, back in the '90s, like Stephen King miniseries were really big on TV. You had it. You had uh, there's uh, uh, there's Storm Stand. of the Century. Was that one? Yeah, I think that was yeah. one. Uh, I and that was a uh, Tommy Knockers. Uh, all those which were pretty good for a TV movie back in the day, especially it was really good. Uh, and this Langoliers was just started good, and then it just got stupid. But and that's a discussion for another time. Starring the great Chris uh, Chris Carandon. I thought you were about to say. Chris Christopherson. I wish he was any. Uh, he's a he's a blade. <laughs> and Whistler. Yeah, he would be. Blade, he would be on the team too. He would be on the League of Extraordinary Vampire Hunters. He'd be there. You know, they're making all their shit, silver spikes and stuff. Uh, but Chris Sarandon was Jerry Dandridge, the role that went to Colin Farrell in the remake. Uh, of course, you sh- he's a veteran of the podcast, being who Daniel Humperdinck. One of the most villainous, vilest villains we've ever discussed on the podcast. Of course, from The Princess Bride, or as I mistyped on my sheet, Brider. The Princess Brider. But also, another horror film, another guilty pleasure. And actually, now that I think about starring your favorite Corey, Corey Feldman, and of course I'm talking about The Bordello of Blood. Tales from the Crypt sequel, of course, to Demon Knight, although not exactly a direct sequel, but part of the Tales from the Crypt 
movie trilogy. Uh, and also William Ragsdale was Charlie. Uh, he replied, reprised the role of Charlie in Fright Night 2. And also he starred in that television, ill-fated-to-be-canceled television series, Herman's Head. Uh, Amanda Bierce, most people uh, will probably remember her from the main thing that she did with her career, aside from Fright Night, which was The Neighbor and Married with Children. Uh, and Stephen Jeffries, uh, Evil Ed, uh, didn't do too much. Uh, he kind of rotates on the horror convention circuit and charging five bucks an autograph to make a living these days. Not really? But uh, he was also in 976 Evil. And the best, one of the greatest horror icons of the night, uh, excuse me, the 80s, excuse me, not the 90s. What the fuck are I talking about? Uh, but Roddy McDowell is the great Peter Vincent. Uh, Roddy McDowell, of course, uh, star of the Poseidon Adventure. Uh, they're not the remake, the original, the only good one. Uh, and also, of course, Planet of the Apes and many of its sequels. So, Daniel, have you ever seen Fright Night before? Nope. Never? Oh, no, no. I may have seen it a long time ago, and but don't nothing remember that, that anything would... on it. Good, good to know. So you liked The Lost Boys last week. So what did you think of this one? Kind of night and day, I think, between the two. I didn't. This is one where I like. Chris Randon. I like him. Mm-hmm. Everything else I don't care for. Really? Yeah. Don't care for Evil Ed at all. Oh, I, we were I, watching something. 110% I agree with you that. Um, what's the main dude? Jerry. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Charlie. Charlie. Um, kind of a wuss actor. I don't know. He, come on, what we got? <laughs> I'm going to get you out of this. Like, he's just... Even Andrea walked by and like, this guy's a fantastic actor. You know, like, <laughs> well, I mean, sarcastic. too much afterwards. So. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah. But uh, it, that's an interesting point that you made, and I'll get into that with the trivia about uh, uh, some other stuff. You know, um, Amanda Beers or Amy, she was okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't bother me. And that's kind of a little famous, not the famous, but the cover art. It's yeah. really her on the front and behind mm-hmm. the house, sort of. I mean, the, in the clouds. To me, the poster for this film is iconic. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember it. When I was really little, it scared me to look at it. <laughs> like, when I'd walk in the store and be sitting there, I'd, like, look away. Until I got older, like, oh, this is silly. And then I finally saw it and fell in love with it. Uh, in a platonic sense. But, uh, so, as opposed to The Lost Boys, you liked it a lot better. Yes. A lot, I, lot better. I like The Lost Boys a lot better than Friday mm-hmm. Night. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, understandable. I actually like this a little bit more than The Lost Boys, simply because of the campiness of it. I love how mm-hmm. kind of silly that this movie is. Like, it's, it's, it's horror humor. Yeah. Whereas Lost Boys is, you know, ho- you know, pretty much horror with a little bit of drama, though they don't kind of harp on it or anything. There's a love story going on there, but this one's a little more up my alley. Well, per se. I would say Lost Boys had a little comedy in it, and with kind the, of the the Edgar. And yeah, I mean, he was the, definitely the comic relief. But this Even one is it's the core you don't like. Like when he was like, like "Oh, you're a vampire." I'm I'm gonna tell mom. You remember when he's running up the stairs? Like there's a little comedy to it. I know you probably were like, "Fuck you," you know, when you saw him. <laughs> Say that, but I mean, I see what you're saying. But I mean, even drama movies have you know some jokes yeah. in them. But I mean, this one is this is a truly a horror comedy to me. I mean, it's, it's you know it's sixty seventy percent horror, maybe thirty percent comedy, maybe even maybe even almost sixty forty. Hell, let's say fifty fifty. I don't care. But uh, there's definitely a lot of laugh worthy moments in this film. Not so much because it's funny, but because it's it's silly. Especially watching it in the two thousand tens. Uh, as opposed to 30 years ago uh, when it came out in the 90s. Not quite 30, almost 30. 28. Yeah. 28 years ago. Uh, especially Just, with uh, the men's fashion. <laughs> uh, Chris Sarandon is, I don't know if he's trying to you know, be a transvestite vampire or not, but that's a mighty shiny overcoat he has, and he wears some <laughs> ladies' pants. 
which drew a big giggle from my wife every time he was wearing it on the screen. Uh, and his live-in helper, <laughs> assistant. Uh-huh. <laughs> the part that just... Okay. We talked about it on The Lost Boys, too, but like the, uh, the dude answers the door, and then he comes behind him and puts his <laughs> hand over him like, Hey, come on in. We're friendly here. I'm like, okay. But uh, to me, what really makes this movie so enjoyable to watch is Roddy McDowell. To me, I love Chris Sarandon as a villain. He's a good villain, uh, especially when the makeup is not so good. Maybe you need to watch more Roddy McDowell, but I liked him in this. It just, I mean, he's not one of my nothing, favorite actors. Nothing caught but, me in this. I, there wasn't mm-hmm. anything that left an impression. Yeah. I mean, to me, it was all just about, I like the aspect of his character. You know, he has to, now, it's almost like, the, it's, it's reminiscent of the Three Amigos. Yeah. How he's like, he's an actor, but he has and to now be. there's vampires. I almost wish the movie would have been a, just about him. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of, you know, basically the boy who cried wolf, and the wolf is a vampire living next door. Uh, but needless to say, I did. I, I do enjoy this movie. Uh, uh, we'll get to the scores, of course, later on. But uh, this one, uh, of course, the remake came out. You know, this one is a bona fide cult classic. Uh, the remake came out, and actually, I enjoy the remake. And I, of course, you, I've gone on rants on this podcast about remakes being terrible. Uh, but the Friday Night one, if you like the original, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's a it's a fun movie. It's not you know, it's not. I'm not going to go ahead and buy it, but it was a good update to the classic instead of just trying to make a quick buck with Friday the 13th and having the exact same plot from the previous movies and then fucking that up somehow. <laughs> but what are you about to say, my friend? I like Colin Farrell. I do too. Yeah. A lot of people don't like him. I don't know why. I mean, yeah. I mean he play, he, he's done some stinkers. Yeah. But... Name one. Uh, SWAT. Ah, okay. Uh, There's another one that I like that people always bring up when, oh, when he was Total Alexander kind of is the one they always bring up. That was a bad one. What about Total Recall? Did you watch that? Yeah, it wasn't. It's worth watching once. I mean, Kate Beckinsale's in it, hubba hubba. But so, I, I loved him in Minority Report. Oh, yeah, oh, he's great, he was great in Crazy Heart. He's rumored to be in Warcraft. What? What? <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah, that uh, the, the date for Warcraft is like 2015 now, like set, supposedly, like it's going to be out. Wow. So Interesting. Paul Denno. <laughs> I hope oh. they didn't miss the boat. I mean, because yeah, well, people are yeah, getting off that boat. Sixty percent or <laughs> loss of fifty or forty percent of subscribers mm-hmm. recently. They said like down, like it's. I mean, unless Blizzard's next project is another Warcraft game, which Blizzard and, did, which wouldn't surprise me if something came out. Blizzard did copyright or whatever you call it, trademark a Heroes of n- shit Asgard. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll find it. I'll y'all keep talking. I'll get it real quick. Mm, excuse me. Anyway, uh, but some truth about the movie. In case you didn't catch it, of course, Peter Vincent is my favorite character uh, from this film, but he was actually named for two well-known horror icons. Of course, Peter from Peter Cushing, who also played Grandma Tarkin in Star Wars, and let's not forget uh, Vincent Price, one that goes without saying. Uh, trying to find, like, the world from... No, they trademarked uh, Heroes of the Storm. So there's kind of been some rumors about what that might be. Maybe it's going to be a League of Legends type game. They, that's a, that's one of the biggest rumors. One of them was that's the next expansion, but the biggest rumor is it's the MOBA, like like League of Legends. Hmm. Interesting. You'll wait mm. with bated breath to see. I would play it. Yeah. <laughs> and get this, one of the uh, puppets that was used in this movie, uh, excuse me, uh, it was created for but not used in Ghostbusters is visible in the background in this movie. I don't know, I couldn't find any more concrete information as to what it was but an unused design for Ghostbusters was a puppet in this movie Damn. so I can't but I can't tell you exactly which yeah. one otherwise I gladly would 
Uh, Chris Arannon claimed that because of the long hours and makeup he had to endure, if he didn't uh, try hypnosis or meditation to cope with it, he'd go stark raving mad. And he was only in the chair for eight hours. Now, that is a long time, but hey, you're sitting down, you're talking, probably got a movie on, maybe. You're you know. getting paid, buddy. Exactly, yeah. a good bit. <laughs> that picture of the chick. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, the thing is, too, but uh, the, kid, <laughs> the kid that played Evil Eddie, Evil Ed, was actually had to spend 12 hours for his makeup. Wow. So, you know, time and a half for that dude. Uh, and uh, we talked again, talked about the budget being nine, and I mentioned that I thought it would be a little more if I had to guess because of uh, just the sheer amount of special effects. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, most of the budget was strictly spent on special effects, and it was the first vampire film ever to spend more than $1 million on special effects alone. Damn. So it was at this time, this was the most high-tech vampire film. Here's the ghost that was used. In- oh, it was the library one? Uh, the one that wasn't used in the oh. movie in Ghostbusters because it was too scary was used in the original Fright Night. Ah. Scooge. <laughs> yeah. Now you know. Uh, this w- And this is what I really kind of noticed when I'm the f- one of the first things I noticed when I watched this movie is they're, they're really old looking to be high school kids. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, William Ragsdale uh, was 24 and Amanda Bierce was 26. Think so, about... Uh, they were almost going to their 10-year reunions mm-hmm. but in high school and playing high school kids in this. Like the movie Grease, Rizzo was 30-something? Yeah. While filming? <laughs> I mean, she looked like a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> looked good, like a good teacher, but, you know. Uh, we mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 last week. <laughs> of course, it came out in 80, 1985 also. But uh, Fright Night was the most successful horror film of the 1985 summer season. It was the second highest grossing horror film in 1985. The first went, unfortunately, to Nightmare 2, which I promise you, Fright Night is way better than Nightmare on Elm Street part two uh it's it's like a black sheep of the nightmare franchise to me that's mm. like by far the worst one i mean freddy krueger's in it for like two seconds really yeah it's like at the end and he crashes a pool party mm. and that's about it yeah so uh the, the to, uh let me see if i wrap up this trivia real quick to the piss the piss it depict <laughs> <laughs> how his character reacted to the situation he was stressing to mcdowell found his inspiration from none other than the cowardly lion from wizard of oz <laughs> so all of his scared timidness was all based upon the cowardly lying. Uh, and there's a subtle sh- shot in this film to Friday the 13th. Uh, it's when Peter Vincent claims that he had been fired from hosting Friday Night because they all, and I quote, all they wanted are demented madmen running around in ski masks hacking up young virgins, which is a direct shot at Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, this was the... The 80s was the slasher uh, decade. Uh, of course, you know, Halloween came out a little earlier than that and kind of kick-started that. But then the 80s was when you had the new... Every Halloween, you had a Nightmare sequel or a Friday the 13th sequel or eventually a Halloween sequel or some other random-ass dude, you know, in a mine hunting you down or what other variant they wanted to make of the formula mm. over and over. And you mentioned about how you didn't find the main character to be... Uh, William Ragsdale to be like, very heroic. He's very kind of a wuss. Well, Charlie Sheen actually auditioned for the role... Mm-hmm. But they didn't give it to him because they thought he looked too heroic. They wanted a more normal pussy, so to speak. Not girl, wussy. Mm-hmm. You know, that, not, they didn't want a girl. I'm sorry. I'll try to make, a, make it a <laughs> laugh, but it didn't work. So I take it back. It was dumb. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, this would suck. When they were putting the makeup on uh, Stephen Joffrey, who plays Evil Ed, to make him drool as a werewolf, they didn't realize this, but they poured a whole bun of, bunch of dental adhesive into his mouth. For him to mm. drool, and then they got it out thankfully, but it was gluing his mouth shut as they were filming, and had to stop and get him to get it out as much as possible. Wow! So yeah. that could have really sucked if he swallowed Especially any he, of that. Uh, 
Jeez, you would guys, not be just here give me anymore. some sour candy or something. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually about it for the trivia. Not too much. Short and sweet on this one. Uh, but uh, like I said, I really like this movie. It's it's to me it's it's just a fun movie. It's a fun horror movie, and there's. There's not too many of those. I mean, I would put it akin to the, you know, almost an adult version of the, more adult version of the Monster Squad. Uh, and kind of, it's a little lighthearted. It's telling a serious story and people are dying, but it's done in such a way that it's it's silly and you can laugh at it almost. So. Huh. Yeah. Obviously, you didn't laugh too much at it because you didn't <laughs> like it. But uh, what would you give this movie, Daniel? Probably about a six. Really? That low? Mm. I would actually give mine a little bit higher than Lost Boys. I'd give it an 8.2. Oh, that's good. And again, it's... My score is simply based upon the fun factor, so to speak, of the movie. It's just a fun. There's nothing heady about it. You don't have to wonder, oh, where's the killer at, or you know, mm. it's all just kind of done almost tongue in cheek. And the '80s were just a great time, man, to go to <laughs> random clubs in the middle of the warehouse district, <laughs> and then have vampires crash them. Now you get killed. Yeah. Now, now they're all their sparkly vampires are. Oh right. Out and during the daytime, apparently, because vampires can do that in modern cinema. Shame on them. But, uh, again, this released August 2nd, uh, 1985, and in the real world, four days after this movie released, was actually the 40th anniversary of the dropping of the atomic bomb on Hiroshima, which ended World War II. Actually, no, the bomb on Nagasaki technically ended because it was afterwards. But uh, tens of thousands marked the 40th anniversary four days after this was in theaters. And they all probably went and got drunk and went and went off right night. So, you know, good day was had all around. Right, sure. And this week... You know who your... didn't see Fright Night? <laughs> <laughs> you ready for your rewind, dog? Y'all. Sports rewind. It is sports again. Couldn't find a good, another good video game. It was close to a huge video game. But it was about a month off. So yeah. What video game? Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Oh. Which Kiefer Sutherland from last episode is doing a voice of the new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to have a little trivia. Sure. We're going to see how y'all do. Hmm. Five or more is the goal. Okay. To get correct? Yeah. Okay. All right. Friday night came out August 2nd, 1986. I'll try not to look at your paper. On August 4th, 1986, <laughs> a California angel at the time, now they're Anaheim angel, I think. Or maybe they're LA angels again. I don't know. Anyway. I think they're Anaheim. Rod Carew gets his 3,000 hit. He joined the 3,000 hit club. There's 28 members. Can... Oh, jeez. Can y'all name at least five? Bernie Mac. He did Bernie like 5,000, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was Mr. 5,000. That's right. <laughs> Mr. 3,000. That was Mr. 3,000? Yeah. Uh, Hank Aaron. Uh, but did he make it? Hank Aaron is in there. That's one. Is this like up to currently today? Yes. Uh, that's the recent person who didn't. Re- no, not A-Rod. I don't like baseball, so. Well, come on. I want to see. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, I wonder how far that goes back. Willie Mays. Willie Mays is on there. Oh, two. two. Uh, let's goes back see. to 1914 as the first recording, recorded one. Babe Ruth? Oh, no, no. He had a bad ERA. Babe uh, Ruth, no. Uh, what about um, DiMaggio? No Joe. Oh, Jolton Joe has gone away. <laughs> 3,000. Let's see. Really Who's number rare? one? We talked about him before. Cal Ripken. Nope. Did we talk about him? Kyle Ripken is one of them. All right. Wow. Oh, hey, oh yeah. I guess playing that many games, he better That's at least have that many. That's the only reason I went. Who, who's number one? Uh, he, he cannot. McGuire? No, he can't. We talked about on the podcast. Oh, what? Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Oh, Give right, me one right. more. The most recent. Uh, nice. I don't. Nice team captain of the Yankees this year. 
or for a year? lot of years. I don't know. Chuck Knobloch. No. <laughs> that is actual player, though. Yeah. I know he is, yeah. but <laughs> Derek Jeter. Derek oh. Jeter. I'll say we numbers. got that. Some of the main Michael ones. Mouse. Some yeah. of the main ones, like uh, <laughs> you probably heard their names at least once or twice, is a uh, Honus Wagner. Yeah. I wish I had his baseball card. Yeah. Ty Cobb. Stand the good, good Soundgarden song name, Ty Cobb. <laughs> Lou Brock. Uh, George Brett had a little famous. Really? You remember the famous thing with the pine tar with him? Uh, Dave Winfield, Eddie Murphy, Tony Gwynn. Eddie Murphy Bob. made the list? Eddie Murray. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Henderson. Oh, also one of the highest well, base stealers. stealers yeah. I'm going to hit this baseball. <laughs> Raphael Palmero, Craig Biggio, Derek Jeter. Hmm. There you go. Interesting. And now you know. Knowing is half the baseball battle. But she did get your And that was... Sports Rewind. And, of course, carry on the tradition of our Halloween horror hoedown. As I used again, I should have thought out better. I could use a different alliteration, alliterative word. Hollywood hoedown? Uh, wait, what did I say? Did I say Hollywood? Yeah. Whoops. Sounds, you said Hollywood horror hoedown. Oh, wait. That's oh. different, then, because I said Halloween Triple H. I did. I did. I did do it differently. <laughs> Our Hunter Hearst Halloween horror <laughs> hoedown hacktacular. Hel- <laughs> but anyway, uh, this question along the same lines as the last one. What do you think is the best vampire movie? We just did two of them on here. Two of which you've seen for roughly about the first time. And vampires are one of those. I'm not a vampire movie fan per same. se. Ditto. But uh, you know, there are some. I think they're very diverse in you know their rules. Uh, what you know, like they even talk about the mon- I think it was a Monster Squad. Like no, wait, or no, what movie was that? Or somebody where they actually like what is it, what kills a vampire? And they had like a whole big debate on us oh, in the movies, bro. Yeah, anyway, I can't remember what movie. But anyway, if you do send us an email, let me know. Uh, but what would y'all say is the best movie that sort of defines what you think a vampire is, or what what's what movie represented the mythos best on screen that you've seen? I Ooh. couldn't tell you. To be honest with you. Yeah, that's tough to answer. You have one of mine? I would say Interview with a Vampire. Never watched it. Oh, <laughs> damn. Another one put on the list for 90s Revisited. Yeah. You'd like that one. If you like The Shining and Lost Boys, you'd like Interview with a Vampire. Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Antonio Habanderas. Habanderas? Habanderas. <laughs> no, but it's a great one. But to me, that one kind of defines, you know, it has a bit of the romanticized version of the vampire, but it's also very uh, entertaining and has that human element. What about the ones from the back in the day? Like oh, there we go. Twilight. 1931 Dracula. Twilight. Oh, that's your favorite? Yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> Don't come back, asshole. Walk home. never watched Twilight before. Buffy? That was entertaining. Yeah, but is a vampire like a... Ah, I know. Ah, it does not represent... <laughs> Dracula dead and loving it. Hey, that's it. Hey, I mean, you know, it's not all, uh, it's not all you know, blood and sex. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some humor to be had. I, re- I really couldn't answer it. I have not watched... I probably watched half... The vampire movies in these two movies isn't mm-hmm. half of mine now. You know, a lot of people would probably say uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is a great movie. I mean, but it's again, it's based on the book. God, look how early that one was made. Nos- Nosferatu was made in oh, 1922. Yeah. And actually, you can watch it for free because it's public domain. And there's a great oh, snap. There's a great film uh, called Shadow of the Vampire, Willem Dafoe and I think John Malkovich about the making of that film. Because Max Schreck, the guy that played Drac- uh, Count Orlock in that movie, not Dracula, because they couldn't get the rights from Bram Stoker, so they desperately changed it to Nosferatu, got so into his role that he thought he was a vampire. Mm. And the, mo- the movie Shadow of the Vampire plays on that. It's actually a really good movie. Like Shadow of the Vampire is Nosferatu, not so much. It's silent and 
it's like you know watching they like vampires Nassist. back in the day oh, oh yeah. there you go Lost yeah. Boys right there yeah but to me Interview is probably my favorite vampire movie uh, as far as what I think represents it because it has so many aspects of the mythological uh, aspects of the vampire and everything whereas you know Dracula's more just telling the same story whereas Interview kind of expands the in a sense the universe what of is, the vampire what is the latest vampire movie I guess Twilight will be the that's all well, we got right not, now that's uh, that's gay but yeah. <laughs> well no 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 Fright Night the, the Fright Night remake oh, yeah, was okay. probably you know yeah, I mean I think remake. the last Twilight came out after that but uh <laughs> from Dust Till Dawn nice hell yeah, yeah. and they that just showed uh, I Am Legend there you go um what else was recent there was uh Fright Night Blade 3 was a while back uh, and was garbage. Hotel Transylvania. That was last year. Yeah. The Adam Sandler classic <laughs> where he's a vampire and his young vampire daughter wants to date the mortal. What's up with that? Ha, ha, ha. He's Jewish. Underworld. Well, that's a pretty recent one. The evolution was, so... I mean, Underworld, yeah. Yeah, they're still... And Van Helsing, they're making another one, aren't they? Oh, they are? Yeah, yeah it's starring sh- somebody else. Oh, fuck. Is it? It's There's no weird, Hugh Jackman. Uh, Kate Beckinsale's dead in that film, so they can't bring her back. Is it more like... God dang! Oh, okay, yeah, that can was, sell. Was, Jesus Christ! Watched that twice in the theaters because I had to go to the late show. <laughs> oh yeah, with Tom there. Cruise. That's what it was. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> Opening scene, he's like, "Yeah, I'm Van Helsing." The next thing, an arrow goes through his head, and Hugh Jackman's like, "Fuck you, bub." Hugh Jackman's like a foot taller than him too. Hugh Jackman would destroy Tom Cruise. Just a fight. Just you know, come on, Maverick, bring it. <laughs> Two hits. Him hitting him. Cruise hitting the floor. Definitely yeah. seems weird that they're remaking it so soon. I wonder if they're doing like a like. It's nothing to do with the. I assume it's probably honestly nothing to do with the Hugh Jackman. One. It's just the character. Well, I, I would hope imagine. It's kind of more serious. You know, yeah. I mean, well, you, you get what I mean. I know yeah. Van Helsing series was more kind of action. Or, you well, I mean, know. no, the thing is, Van, I know exactly what you mean, because Van Helsing was done by, uh, I think, Rob Cohen, the guy that did The Mummy. Oh, so okay. it has that, you know, okay. that lightheartedness adventure aspect to it, but with, you know, some windy lines every now and then. Yeah, you know, the hero's, you know, funny, you know, funny, but, you know, whimsical or whatever you want to call it. Not so much whimsical in Van Helsing, but, uh, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, send us your what you think the best vampire movie is that defines a vampire to you. Because there's a lot of them out there, and again, like you know, uh, not all vampires are the same. Some can obviously walk in the daylight and sparkle. Some have to put on suntan lotion and go in the daylight. Some can't even go anywhere near the sun. You know, some are only can only be killed when their heads when they stab them uh, stake through the heart. And some don't give a shit about garlic. You know, sometimes crosses doesn't work. So you know, it's a very it's definitely a convoluted mythos to it. As to what can actually kill them and, you know, what the deal is. But, uh, you know, send any suggestions or what your thoughts are to AsiaVisited at gmail.com. And, again, if you haven't seen Fright Night or the remake, you can always check them out on Amazon.com. Well, you on can... AwesomePods.com. God! Through ah. Amazon. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Go to AwesomePods. Never click go... on the link at the top right. I'm going to put that Never on my notes. Never go to Amazon.com. Only go to AwesomePods.com and click on the Amazon link. Yes, do not listen to anything I say until <laughs> now. Go to AwesomePods.com, like Jesse said. Click on the link. Go straight to Amazon. Uh, you probably can instant vid uh, a lot of these movies, uh, especially Fright Night and the remake, or you can just go ahead and buy them if you like them. Add them to yeah. your horror collection. If you're a vampire fan, you probably already got them. And There's plenty of audiobooks out there, too. Which That's they true. Can go... If you want to hear... Dracula or Interview with a Vampire, 
same thing. Go to Awesome Pods. Is there a link on? There's there a, there's a link, or they can just go to audible.com slash Awesome Pods. There you go. Bam. Get the, you can. It's you know, thirty days free and a free audiobook. There you go. You can you can stop listening to this podcast right now. No. Get you a book to read, or not. listen to, and come back. <laughs> but just make sure you do it through the appropriate channels. Right. Give us our little kickback to yep. help go help repay Jesse for getting all this nice, fantastic equipment, <laughs> this beautiful studio. So do that for us. We'd appreciate it, everybody. And don't forget, uh, you can check us out on Facebook at Awesome Pods, Twitter at Awesome Pods, and you can check out the entire Awesome Podcast family as well at AwesomePods.com. Of course, that shows us Geekly Dose Duo Attack, the Jesse Sedgley Podcast, Why Don't You Know This, and the Republic City Report, and many more in the future. And one that me and Jesse are talking about and haven't talked about it since last time, so we'll have another one soon. Maybe. There you go. We'll see. Whatever. But tune in next week as we continue our Halloween horror coverage with a requested movie from one of our fans on iTunes who left it in the, her review actually she actually left it last year during the middle of the Halloween Horror Marathon so we didn't get to it last year but we're doing it this year so Christina May tune in next week as we talk about Night of the Creeps oh. so until next time everybody stay safe I am Trey Harris Daniel Sanangelo Jesse Sedgley Cowabunga Scooch. This show and more on Facebook.com slash AwesomePods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods.